Welcome to our studio, and this is a studio living project. I'm Sam. I'm Lam. I'm Scarlett, and we are your classmates for this semester. Welcome back. I'm Sam. I'm Lam. Scarlett. And we are the Studio Living Project. Welcome back to another episode with us. For this week, we are jumping into something a little bit special, talking about us and our hobbies. This week, we are deep diving into what we like to do in our free time, what we spend most of our time on other than working. Yeah, you hear it all from us. Let's just jump right in. Lam. So, what do you normally do with your free time? My free time, pre-pandemic, I usually spend a lot of time with my friends. Like, we hang out a lot. Just doing some random stuff like thrift shopping or just go out for like tea and coffee, you know. Currently, I watch a lot of movies, a lot of TV shows that I'm committed to and I have not finished a lot of them. And also, I've been finding games to play. Scarlet, Scarlet, what do you do? Same like Lam, pre-pandemic was you know, hanging out with friends, meeting up, catching up and all that. Now that I'm in a pandemic, I have recently picked up a new hobby, which is sewing. And I'm pretty excited about that. But also like, I am a Toastmaster. So I also go for a Toastmasters meetings. And I also like to read. So that's probably like my hobbies, yeah. So we mentioned a lot about like pre-pandemic, how we like to hang out with friends. I also like to hang out with friends. I'm definitely not introvert. <laughs> but basically, some of my hobbies include uh, gaming. I'm quite an avid gamer. I have been playing games since like I was 12. Video games, yeah playing video games since I was 12. Lately, I've been doing 3D printing, a new hobby that I picked up during the pandemic. Just scored myself a cheap and easy 3D printer to work with. I am also a photographer. I play around with my camera, take pictures, sometimes putting in more effort than just taking a picture. Generally, I like to try new stuff, learn about new stuff, so... Wait, I would like to add one more thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like gardening. So does that. <laughs> yeah. 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 People started to pick up like gardening during the pandemic. Yeah. This, that's like a plant craze going on right now. It is. Uh, it is. So we will go into that in another episode. We will kind of discuss generally about hobbies. Why do you think hobbies are important? Okay, given what we're doing, like our line of work and all that, I think generally speaking, hobbies is something that you do during your free time. Life is not always about work commitments. Like sometimes you need that free space of time for yourself. Self-care, you know? Yeah, I think that's really, really important. Especially now that, you know, we're cooked up at home, nothing to do. And if you just don't do anything, then it's... You'll feel so like agitated. You just want to do something. So this is a good time to pick up hobby, especially like, you know, during pandemic, like what you say, Sam, you picked up 3D printing, scarlet sewing, and for me it's gardening. So yeah, it's it's a good time to like find new things that you like to do, I guess. What what about Scarlet? What do you think? Why are hobbies important to our career, to us, for the betterment of society? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, partly, like what we discussed in like our second episode is like, you know, you find something you love to do and something that brings you money and stuff like that. And I think 
hobbies kind of ground us. My boss recently said something to us that I resonate with really well, which is like every architect needs a hobby outside of architecture. If not, you'll feel very tired and it's going to be harder to move on to continue in this industry or something like that. You know, I'm paraphrasing here. My boss himself has a lot of hobbies. And I think this episode came about because of what he told me. We resonate with it pretty well. Like we are, all three of us are not just like, you know, architecture only kind of people. Yeah, all of our hobbies are pretty varied. And I think hobbies really sort of get you away from architecture. You find the creativity in other things outside of architecture. Yeah, yeah. True, true, true. I, I do agree with that. I think, I think having hobbies for us is like what Lam said for is like self-care uh, something to do during your me time you know when when you do something you enjoy you really do uh, throw out all the stress that you have from work like don't think about your boss your colleagues or your drafting autocad just throw that out the window just take time to do what you love you know I do think from that perspective, we are learning from our hobbies. In a segue to that, what have you learned from your hobbies? Let's go with Scarlett. One main thing that I learned from like my new hobby sewing is like, you need a ton of patience. Like both of you know, I'm not I'm not very patient. I'm not a very patient person. I like to do things fast, and I don't have the patience to like be very detailed. Even though I sometimes OCD, but. When it comes to sewing, there's a lot of patience involved. Like you need to uh, make sure that everything is measured correctly, everything works correctly. Like if it's even like one cm off, that the whole thing could be off. Like the whole shirt would be unwearable. Even just sewing the thing takes a lot of work. So I have a newfound appreciation for tailors and all those like designers, fashion designers. Like, I know how hard you put into your work, so I really appreciate them now. It's something that I learned just to be patient. And I think that really translates well into, uh, like, my work. Because right, being so? patient. Yeah, like, being patient and in work, just, like, forcing myself mm-hmm. to be like, oh, okay, things can't move uh, this fast sometimes, you know. It could be some many, many reasons. And, you know, just to be more patient with things. I think that has really helped us. Right. I'm not so angry all the time. (laughs) Because, and I guess it's because our line, one architecture project might take like up to years to be, to get done. So I guess that really um, lines up with what you've learned with sewing. That you need to have the patience to actually get things done at the pace it's meant to be I guess it's a fine balance like you want things to move fast so that you know the project still runs but at the same time like you need to have the patience to sort of carry it through even when there are setbacks happening like you need to have that perseverance to go through with it so like in a sewing for example if something doesn't go well you sort of like take your time and patience to diagnose and rectify the problem so same thing with architecture you take your time to do the design and develop the design but you also need to balance it so that it's not like stalling let's say so i think that's what i mainly learned right 
let's jump over to Lam. So, what have you learned from like your recent hobbies? Uh, let, let's stick gardening for example right it's something new to me i mean i've always loved gardening ever since i was a, a kid like i was a young kid because my mom used to be so obsessed with like plants so i picked up from there and it just somehow stopped along the way so now that i'm living on my own i was like hey let's get some plants you know like i'm ready for this responsibility feel my plants die but it's okay but some of them are growing pretty well and Definitely, I learned a lot of like plant behavior, like not behavior, but like what are their characteristics and like how to maintain them. And like each plant is different and it really helps in a way that there was this one project that requires a green garden, like green wall garden kind of stuff. The client was discussing like, oh, what plant should I get for this kind of like wall, like what irrigation system and all that. like. And then it clicked to me like, like hey, I, I've learned about plants before. I did my research before I got the same plant. So I suggested to them and they were like, oh yeah, hey, that actually might work, you know, because they need, they just require like less sunlight and like lesser water and stuff like that. Like, it, I guess it helps in terms of landscaping. Moving to like other hobbies, just watching movies and playing games like Sam. Hmm. I don't know if you guys watched Love Death Robots. Have you? I think Sam, Sam, you did. What, what movie again? Love Death Robots. It's a series on Netflix, yeah, yeah. The, the animation. It's a lot of very interesting anthropology kind of stories. If you really like look into beyond the animation, look into the background of the stories, it's a lot of amazing architecture going on at the back as well because it's a fiction world and like how designers design their so-called like fiction world. It's like cyberpunk. There's this one episode way far in the future and it's very, very interesting. So that kind of stuff. Right. I have that love for cyberpunk kind of aesthetics as well. Especially we have that very futuristic city with cars like flying around. That's like Vision 2020, but it's already 2021. We, we still don't have flying cars. Yeah, we way. still don't have flying cars yet. But I do have this appreciation for cyberpunk cities because they represent how a city functions, basically. The landscape of it, the, the people, the social landscape. To me, they always explore that kind of human interaction between the, between the people and the city that they're living in. So we always have, when cyberpunk, when we talk about teams like cyberpunk, we often talk about uh, teams like uh, social disparity or wealth disparity. Uh, you always have like um, some people living high up in the clouds or in some tall ass building. Whereas you have like other people who are staying in the slums, those who didn't make it. So yeah, we, we jump into that, but what I'm saying is, through all these movies, we do have a newfound appreciation for uh, cyberpunk cities. We and need another what episode makes cyberpunk. for games and movies all together. Yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's what makes cyberpunk so appealing. And for me, I'm a gamer. I'm sure a lot of architects, we tend to play games as well. <laughs> a lot of architects that I know and play games as well. I'm in love with this series called Assassin's Creed. They always depict in a historical setting. For example, they went to ancient Greece. They have all these temples, the cities. They actually did research to 
make sure the planning of the cities was right, was correctly depicted in the video game. Yeah, it's always amazing to see how much effort and research that they put into those games. But like they they also like research on like how the society works. There were slaves back then and then there were like noble noblemen and how society functions back then. It's very, very interesting if you really play the game. I mean the game is fictional by nature, but some of it is historically accurate. It's really interesting after you play the game, go and search on all these things all the facts that are presented to you from the games and you really learn a lot from it. They even have a tour, like a historical tour function. <laughs> yeah. I think this just turned into a gaming podcast. <laughs> let's just get <getting> lost. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I do agree. I do agree with both of you. Like games do like help with the creativity and I, I've I know about Assassin's Creed and I know like, you know, there's a story mode and then there's like the game mode and then there's like the historical road like they just bring you through and I really like those kinds of games. I just don't play them very often. Yep. Yeah. Because my hand-eye coordination is pretty bad and... <laughs> it's okay. I didn't finish any of them. I mean, I finished one. Very overwhelming. Mm. Mm. But I like to see you guys play. I remember the time when we were all in the studio we had like game nights so yeah. everyone in the studio like it would be at all different corners of the room everyone would just like play and then it was like a huge thing like oh, shouting right. at each other oh it was god if, like we were like in some cafe like that yeah exactly but in the studio yeah yeah, yeah. in segue to that what kind of crazy experiences have you had with your hobbies where have your hobbies brought you to i wouldn't say it's achievements okay i wouldn't call it achievements but what i got from doing what i like to do which is going out with my friends it's a lot of impromptu plans at random time of the day or night like we'll just go somewhere like another state like there's no other reason uh i guess it's it's fun you know like living your 20s like that i guess and unfortunately we cannot do it anymore now so it's sad but I, I'm glad to say that I, I, I get to do those things. Some of our juniors or like some who are younger than us graduated from uni and they can't do what we've done before and it's kind of sad. But hopefully things will go back to the normal and they will get to enjoy that eventually. And um, highly recommend impromptu plans. So, so what, what kind of impromptu plans have you had? What are like some of the, the craziest things? that came out of that. <laughs> okay, uh, well, this me and my friends, we were from KL and we drove all the way to Nilai in, yeah, Negeri Sembilan and then to pick up another friend and then we went, we drove all the way to Port Dixon the same night. I think it was already like 2 a.m. and we went to Port Dixon to drink at the beach. Just like one bottle or one can, I don't remember. And we're like, you know what? Hey, let's go gunting. And then we drove back to KL to change car because my car was manual. And we drove from KL to gunting same night at like 4 a.m. Just to just to have Maggie there. Wow. <laughs> I know. It's, How much is it's the Maggie? Super random. <laughs> uh, one Maggie cup gunting was like 
six ringgit or something. I don't know, man. Like, but yeah, it was it so, was crazy. Um, for for context, for context, from KL to like Port Dickson is probably at one and a half hour from two. KL to two hours. Yeah. Yeah. From KL to Genting is probably another like one or one and a half hours. Yeah. So like that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In one night, you traveled to three or four states yep. in one night. <laughs> yeah, in one night, <laughs> and we did nothing. Like literally, we just went up there, and then we were like enjoying the breeze, and just to have Maggie, and then uh, we came back to KL at like eight a.m. <laughs> that's it. We we yes. died. That's that was one hell of a night. It was. It really okay. was. What What about you, Scarlett? Achievements wise, right? Like. When I created like my first garment like from scratch, that was pretty amazing. Like cutting it from the fabric and then like sewing it together, making it, that was pretty amazing. Like finally made something of my own to wear out in public. So that was pretty cool. Uh but some of the good like some of the really great memories I had was when I was part of Toastmasters. I mean, I still am. I'm just not that active anymore now. When I was still active in Toastmasters, we had like a conference where everyone just comes sort of comes together. And I was part of the part of the sort of like a how do how do I describe it? It's kind of like a system. So I was part of it, and then like I got to meet a lot of different people, like people from. All walks of life, like all came together. Everyone from like Penang all the way down to Johor, everyone just came together. And then you probably would have never met this kind of person. People like, uh, there's like life coaches, there's like businessmen. I even met like one of the managing directors of Dell. I met a lot, a lot of different people, like all in one go, in the same room. And like being a people person, I'm like. This is my jam, you know, like just talking to people. So that was that was pretty cool. That was pretty amazing. Nice. What crazy experience did I have? I think my crazy experiences come from being a photographer. I've shot weddings for my friends. That was a cool outing. I really thoroughly enjoyed that. I had no experience of shooting weddings at all. Uh, it's it was a pre-wedding kind of photo shoot. So I planned I planned the whole thing with my girlfriend. The scenery it really came out amazing. It really came out good, uh, and the couple was happy. So yeah, I, I'm pretty proud of that moment. That was one of my achievements. So if anyone wants to get their wedding photo shoot, just hire Sam. Yeah. Free promo. Free yeah. promo. Yeah. Right, just just plugging it in. Drop us a DM, <laughs> just yeah. <plug> in. <laughs> <My>. Exactly. <laughs> Drop me a DM. <laughs> Fly anyway. into the DMs. Yes. Oh no. Free okay. job. Free job. Anyway, I think being a photographer it just makes you adventurous by nature, cause you do have to like go out of your way to get some nice shots, and those kind of adventures came some pretty amazing experiences. I actually uh, travel a lot. I did like a part-time job in Pulau Redang, so like Redang Island, uh, where I stayed over a week, almost two, in the island, and we just went around the island shooting like stars. We see like a blood moon, cliffs, dive with turtles. 
that that was that was really that was one of the highlights and i did a lot of traveling as well working with a travel company i get some time off like at night after the tour so i was at korea i was in seoul i had the night off so i just walked around seoul with like a bus a metro cart and i just took like some random buses to go go somewhere else to just walk around the city and find shots i i think that was pretty adventurous by itself yeah so that was one of my crazy experiences how have the hobbies we had helped us in our careers and life for example for me with my photography job i got i got to uh, earn some money earn some cash what about you guys I wouldn't say they helped me a lot because it's just something that I like to do during my pastime. I think it's more to I mean okay like we can take one example um me and my friends initially because all four of us we we love gardening so we started our pot business which was you know before hello <laughs> yeah we gave a shout, shout out, out to again. them yeah <laughs> but yeah uh, every weekend <laughs> every weekend So uh we started doing our pot business by using like concrete and stuff like that like we came up with like designs well I didn't but like um two of them did and the other two were we just you know helping out but currently because I couldn't commit to that so they're doing it um uh, most of the time so that uh, like you earn money from that as well so hobbies do bring you money sometimes right. Well, Scholar, what do you think? Um, for me, hobbies might not generate income. Like, I do all these things just because I like them, and it makes me happy. I am genuinely interested in all these stuff, so I wanted to learn and do it for myself. You know, I I've had many, many different interests, but most of them like were like, you know, halfway. Like, I did painting for a while, did sketching, and then uh, all of them came like halfway. I like to dip my toes into them. But that aside, I think it just makes me happy to do them. So hobbies are just what makes me sane, per se. If I didn't have them, I probably wouldn't be in such a good mental state, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. to continue in architecture. But I think I also have to say that my hobbies have actually helped me in my career. Like my hobby is actually what got me my career. Right? How so? Uh long story short, I was a toastmaster. Uh I was in public speaking. I be- did an MC job for one of like KL's like architecture conventions. And then I got to meet my boss who was also the director. So I just got to work for him then. So I think my hobby in public speaking helped me got where I am now. Yeah. So don't underestimate hobbies. For me, I think actually hobbies they do give you like kind of avenue or a different path or more opportunities for you to take in your life. For me, like I said, uh, being a photographer did give me a lot of uh, opportunities that otherwise I wouldn't have experienced. I'm I'm really thankful for that. But I do have another question. Do you guys have any hobbies that have earned you money before? Like, have you? earn money from doing what you like. Mm, yeah, I did. Actually, yeah. I I didn't video anything for this material supplier and apparently I get to earn 12k in total. 
Wow. Yeah. Well, what about you, Scarlett? I did. I was the MC. The MC job was free, but because of the MC job, I got to meet one of the editors for Famous Architecture Magazine, and I got to write for them. So I thought I earned around seven、uh, hundred writing one article, seven fifty writing one article. Yeah. Oh,、wow. nice. That's good money. That's actually、yeah. quite quite good pay. Yeah. So. From what I know,、uh, Scarlett is also a writer.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> She does writing <laughs> most of the time. Yeah, yeah. just like click this in my mind. But okay, this is my question. Like, if you could, if you're not doing architecture, and one of these jobs like actually gives you stable income, would you continue to do it full time, or do you think it's better to have it separate as a hobby? Wait, are you saying that if I if architecture was not an option anymore. I think now because I do have architecture. Architecture is like my main career, right? But I do earn like side income from my photography.、Mm. But for me, I think if I am pressured to do photography as a work, I might not enjoy it. So I rather have my hobbies and my career separated. Uh, but I mean they can intertwine at every any moment. But for me, I just like to have that. Clear separation of doing what I love versus doing what I do to earn money.、Mm. So yeah, that's me. What What about you? You You raise up a point, which is hobbies you like because you can do them whenever you want instead of being pressured to do it. Yeah, yeah. If it was up to me, if architecture was not an option anymore, I did have like a backup plan when I was in architecture school, which was to become an architectural writer. So. I did have a plan to like write about architecture stuff for a living. If just so happens like architecture doesn't work out, and I did have a hand in architectural publishing, which we will talk about soon. I did go into that part of architecture before, and I can see myself doing that. But not all hobbies can be my career. I would say,、mm-hmm. like for example. Sewing might not be because I'm just not I'm not good enough yet, and I'm not skilled enough to become like an actual tailor or anything. And I think if I were to actually use that as my career, it would take a longer time. Like I need to build it up. That just would not work. Cause you just started it. Yeah, I just started. But anything else, I could see myself doing. Maybe with the passion that I have for architecture. But who knows? You know, this is like a. Nice question. Nice thinking question. Yeah. What about you, Lam? What's the question again? Question is, would you? <laughs> Sorry, I... <laughs> would you? Oh, would would do I do your hobby to earn? Yeah. yeah would、okay. you have your hobby to earn money is, instead of it being what what you do, what you love to do? Uh, honestly, whatever hobby that I love doing would not bring me good money. So no. So I would rather do like you know do my hobby stuff as my side. Project business or whatever, because、um, also like when when you do your hobby for a living, you will get that burnout period. From what I know, like a lot of artists, contemporary artists, and like you know doing fine art, they tend like they have a period of like oh super inspired and they do amazing paintings, amazing artwork, and there's a period of time where they'll be like okay you know what stop. Like I don't have inspiration right now, I'm burned out, and that's it. Like I will do it maybe next year, or something like that. And I'm not saying that the art industry does not bring you good money. It can, but doing what you love, and 
depending on that income is is very stressful that's that's why i believe like a lot of these artists or like artwork kind of industry they are i mean let's face it they're all from privileged families that they have the privilege to be like oh i will just do it next year because you know this transition period between my one artwork to the other i am still able to make a living like i'm still able to have a roof over my head but those starving artists they don't have that privilege to do that so it's the same that goes with our hobbies let's say like your hobby is painting or you know just gardening or whatever yeah it's 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 a challenge definitely to have your hobbies as your main uh, income so for me i wouldn't mix them together so yeah i mean if if i don't have architectural background i really don't know what i would do probably uh <laughs> honestly i don't know yeah <laughs> i really don't know <laughs> i really just take over my dad's business or something i don't know <laughs> jesus I think yeah i think it's important to note that even artists or those people who have like hobbies as their career they also have other hobbies as well right so like they are not just like oh this is my hobby and my career i'm just gonna do this only they also have like other interests and other hobbies so i think that's the main takeaway like no matter if hobbies is your passion is your career or it's just something you do on the side it's just important that you keep happy like you keep yourself happy and positive yeah because i've thought about this question when because i am very thankful to have the opportunities that i had like earning money through photography like doing what i like but sometimes i do feel it just takes the fun out of what i love to do so i would rather just keep them separate we do what you love as work does it subtract anything out so to me i guess that does so i like to keep my hobbies separate that's my takeaway and Yes, like what Scarlett says, just do what makes you happy. It's important to have some diversion or a distraction from your your main work so you don't get burnt out. Oh, it reminds me of a quote. It reminds me of a quote. Uh, it says like, you find your career is something that feeds you uh, physically, but your hobbies are what feeds your soul. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I, I can't that. remember where I read it, but it really spoke to me as well. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's writer Scarlet <laughs> Even though I don't uh, know where that quote came from. Yeah, I do agree with that. I, I do agree <laughs> with that. It's a very <laughs> it's a very thoughtful quote. That's all we have time for today. So and on that note, thank you for listening to us rambling about our hobbies and we will catch you in the next episode so bye have a good day Bye. bye